Good evening, world. This is the podcast Assassin Fast, and your host is Laura Cattell. Welcome back to Manifesting Change. My duly author from Featured in the Secret. Yesterday we went over an exercise that he had put in the book to help you learn how you've already done this by picking an event you've already manifested and then sequencing it back. Once you realize that you've already done something, it becomes a lot easier to expect that you'll be able to do it again in the future. So, um, if you missed it, go back and take a listen and go over it in quite amount of detail. And I'm going to recap real quick the note from the universe that we left off with yesterday. Simply put, it's not possible. For better or worse, you cannot significantly change your life by manipulating the material world. Not by working harder, not by studying longer, not by schmoozing, not by sweating, not by fasting, not by the hair on your chinny chin chin. But change, great change, is inescapable when you first begin manipulating the world of your thoughts. It is that simple. Why did I go over that again? Because it bears repeating. You're not going to see change in your outer world until you change your perspective, your mindset, force yourself to grow. Alright? You've got to work on that mindset to grow. Build confidence in yourself. So today we are starting the official chapter 4 titled Playing the Matrix. Matrix as descri- as uh, written down by Merriam-Webster's Dictionary is something within or from which something else originates, develops, or takes form, resembling a mathematical matrix especially in rectangular arrangement of elements into rows and columns. That is Merriam-Webster's Dictionary definition of matrix. And that is where we are starting today. Before I get any farther, my shout out to the restaurant industry, all my guys and gals out there in Foodland. Thank you for what you do. All your long nights, all your being away from families, all your hard work. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. And please, please don't quit. Not on yourself, not on your life. Please don't quit. Whatever bad thing you're going through right now, I promise you it's temporary. You have to expect it to be temporary. Temporary can still be a few years. Okay? Don't quit. Whatever you do, don't quit. So, chapter four. Why a matrix? 
The matrix I created came about after a massive struggle on my part to literally invent an entirely new way of seeing and understanding the effects of where we focus our energy. Something, our focus, from which something else, the consequences of our focus, originates. After weeks of dwelling on my desired end result and countless attempts to explain it in terms anyone would understand, yeah, I tripped over that one, my apologies. After weeks of dwelling on my desired end result and countless attempts to explain it in terms anyone would understand, moving in its general direction, I suddenly noticed loosely drafted words that unintentionally appeared as columns in my handwritten notes, and from which I had drawn arrows indicating certain ideal and less than ideal consequences. Upon my discovery, I seized the opportunity to encase and expand upon these makeshift columns, which resulted in a very simple rectangular arrangement resembling a mathematical matrix. And its clarity and usefulness since have been stunning. I shared it with more than 10,000 people at live events during my second world tour, and it became apparent that this matrix is as revolutionary and exciting for others as it has been for me. Basically, playing the matrix is about achieving clarity and gaining understanding of what it is you really want. This sounds as though it should be a very simple task, but being raised in a society that encourages us to mess with the cursed house and place undue emphasis on details that don't really matter, we often unwittingly mix and match what we really want with ideas of how to get it or the details it promises. Causing further confusion are the many sound bites taken from different teachers on the subject of deliberate manifestation, which seemingly, or in actuality, create contradictions. I've seen myself get bogged down over choosing my end results. The most memorable time, coincidentally, was just as about was just as I was about to create this material. What is a good end result? My mother and brother often come over to my house, sometimes with the sole purpose of having a powwow to get excited about life and share readings from books we've discovered or insights we've garnered on our own. One of these visits, Andy wanted to talk, to, talk us through a guided visualization he had just created. Okay guys, relax. Breathe deep, inhale, exhale. Now close your eyes. And he began. Then he went to his boombox and cranked up the music from Chariots of Fire. Now I want you to imagine you're running along the beach at sunrise. The waves are crashing and you're exploding with an overwhelming feeling of gratitude. I'm a good sport, so I'm following along, running down the beach and exploding with gratitude, when a voice in my head asks, Mike, what are you grateful for? 
Not that you have to have something in particular to be grateful for, just feeling gratitude is enough. But I decided to answer this voice. It came to me right away that I wanted to be grateful for that perfect relationship. Oh my gosh! So I'm jogging down the beach, and I'm so happy. Looking to my side, I see that she's right there jogging beside me. I'm beaming gratitude, and she is too. Even the cadence of our running matches. All as well as the sun begins rising until the same voice asks, Mike, are you sure you want to force a relationship? Relationships have always taken care of themselves for you. You don't have to make something happen. Just live your life. Dance life's dance. And when you're ready and the right person's ready, it will happen effortlessly. And so I think to myself, yeah, maybe there's something to that. Andy's still guiding us down the beach, but now I feel a little lonely. Which is when the voice returns yet again. Come on, give me something to be grateful for. Okay, I got it. A red Ferrari. Wow, it's glistening in the sun on the beach right now. And as I run past it, I admire its deft lines, its sleek curves, its immaculate paint. I'm just beaming with gratitude when I hear, Mike, if you were to manifest a yellow Lamborghini, would you be devastated because you didn't get your red Ferrari? Why, no. No, I wouldn't. I'd be pretty delighted with a yellow Lamborghini. Well, then why are you thinking about a red Ferrari? You're just closing the door on a yellow Lamborghini. Be a little more general, not so specific. Leave room for something even better. Right! Something even better! Yeah, just forget the car thing and let me think of something else. Andy's still talking, walking us through gratitude. And I have a bright new idea. A fabulous house on the ocean. As I'm running past this imaginary mansion, I wave to the MTV Cribs crew, who is filming my crib, for their version of Architectural Digest of the Stars. The place is packed, the music is pumping, and the people are pointing and waving back at me. There's Mike! That's the owner! He's so cool! I'm feeling so much gratitude now, until... Mike, is this all about the bling? Is it going to take material things for you to feel gratitude? And so I somewhat sheepishly back away from that image, feeling a little bit embarrassed. Yeah, don't, don't go there. Think of something else. I decide to be grateful for getting to write the notes from the universe, which at the time were being sent to about 100,000 people daily. I imagine them bouncing off websites and servers all over the planet. Millions upon millions of people are receiving their daily note from the universe. I'm just so happy and grateful for my role in their creation and the joy they bring to others. 
until I hear that pusky voice again. Mike, maybe the way you could reach the most people isn't through email. Maybe it'll be a book or a blog. Maybe it'll be your next world tour. Perhaps a stadium tour. Who knows? But if you're focusing on one thing, the notes, you're actually excluding other possibilities. I'm about to go crazy. I decided that I'm just going to think about the Adventurers Club, which is my umbrella which is my umbrella organization that encompasses everything I've now I'm now doing career wise. When Andy suddenly says, Okay, that's it. Nice job. I wanted to kill him. I'm literally perspiring from this exhausting mental run down the beach, feeling that it was a complete waste of time for me. I was unable to focus on a single thing without some form of guilt, admonishment, or self-criticism. Why was it so painfully difficult? Again, it's because there are so many different schools of thought on the subject. Should you think of the details? Or should you be general and allow the universe to bring you something even better than what you're capable of imagining? What about other people, as in relationships? Don't they have a say in how their life unfolds? What about the bling? Can we be too materialistic? Even though every single thing I had thought about in gratitude was fair and reasonable? There is nothing wrong with any of them being an end result. I was still stuck and mired in confusion from the doubts, ambiguities, societal pressures, and contradictory thoughts that were running through my head. This is when I had my epiphany for the need to help others on the topic as much as myself. To get clear in their thoughts and end results for how they dreamed of changing their life. Brief overview. The Matrix, as you'll see in the following figure, includes six columns in its lower half that represent the entire spectrum of reality as we know it, all possible dreams or end results. These columns are the heart of the Matrix. They encompass anything and everything a human being could desire. The Matrix is like an artist's color palette except that it offers a palette of end results to choose from. Let's look at each of the six columns, one at a time, beginning with the far left. In the two left-hand columns, the possible end results are ethereal or intangible. See the top half of the chart. Okay, so you've got a little chart here, and it's broken up with Thought and emotion, ethereal, highest and best end results, and dependent slowly on you are three different line boxes. You have a much longer box, box which is the illusions, dependent on time, space, matter, or others. It's really interesting. and kind of complex so I can't show you <laughs> you will just have to get the book and look for yourself so all right. 
These end results are thought or emotion-based qualities, and their manifestation or achievement is entirely dependent on us, our perspectives, and our state of mind. All of the columns to their right, however, include end results that are dependent upon the illusions, meaning that their manifestation relies upon time, space, matter, or other people. As we move to the right across the matrix, each new column includes manifestation, manifestations that are increasingly dependent upon other people, their thoughts, and their manifestation. I see. Interesting. After, excuse me. With a little bit of practice, I'm pretty sure you can get this figured out. So, thought and emotion based end results. Column one is literally happiness. You've heard it before a million times. Happiness is an inside job. Our thoughts are entirely dependent upon us. Column two. Beginning with understanding, this column simply illustrates that there are other possible end results, besides happiness, that are solely dependent upon us. Like happiness, these desired thought or emotion-based objectives are inside jobs. In which he's got understanding, gratitude, spirituality, confidence, creativity, acceptance, tolerance, compassion, patience, self-love, and etc. In the third column, Beginning with livelihood, I call these the Fantastic Five. Even though they're dependent upon the illusions, they're stated generally, leaving fantastic latitude for how they may manifest into our lives. The Fantastic Five contain anything and everything within the physical world that you might want to change in your life, yet stated in a general sense. This is the first column that dips its toes into the illusions. That's huge. A big leap. End results chosen from the first two columns are solely dependent upon us. They're ethereal, whereas now we're moving into desires for change that are dependent upon time, space, matter, and in a general sense, other people. Are your antenna up? Think this is problematic? Hardly. We are the otters of the universe. Joyful, fun-loving matter manipulators by birth. We are the gladiators of eternity who created this bastion of perfect perfection in the cosmos. Playing in matter is our prerogative, not to mention a compelling reason all on its own, to be alive in the jungles of time and space. We ourselves, physically speaking, are matter-breathing beings. Matter is not intrinsically a bad thing, nor is it bad to want to have it in your life in a way that please you, excuse me, in ways that please you. Illusion-based desires for change are perfectly acceptable, especially when generally stated. If you want abundance or a change in your livelihood, those are such general wishes that there's almost infinite freedom given to metaphysical principles to fit their bill and give you what you're asking for. And if you don't understand the importance of this set, yet 
you will soon. Let's take another look at each of the Fantastic Five so that there are no questions in your mind as to what they represent. So the first was livelihood. This refers to how you actively fill your days, whether you work, volunteer, stay at home, or raise children. Abundance. This refers to a material abundance. You could, of course, apply the concept of abundance to anything. Friends, hobbies, or love. But in this instance, make no mistake, we are talking about the bucks. Health. This refers to your physical body. Relationships. Hmm. You could say this refers to someone else's physical body. Whether friends, clients, customers, life partners, or lovers. Appearance. This refers to being pleased with your physical appearance. It's primarily for those people who want to lose weight, gain weight, or otherwise change how they look. Columns 4 and 5 are Physical Type 1 and Physical Type 2. Are purely arbitrary names that I've chosen to help with some distinctions. Even the examples I give are somewhat arbitrary, and in some cases the column they belong to could be debated, yet what I've attempted to illustrate is that the more we move to the right, the more dependent our manifestations become on specific details and circumstances, and moreover, upon specific people. The more we move to the right, the more specific our desires are. In physical type 1, we're talking about material possessions, but still somewhat generally. We're talking about wealth levels. We're also talking about family harmony. Me, we're also talking about family harmony and friendships. And then in physical two, we are getting into more specific investments, circumstances, projects, timelines, and dollar amounts. Column six is physical type three. The last column on the matrix is on the opposite end of the spectrum that started with the happiness column. When we choose end results from this column, not only are we hinging our success in manifesting change upon the illusions, but we're also hinging it on specific people and their choices. The worst case of the cursed house. Such end results are implying that you're not going to get what you want, your desired life changes, until a certain someone changes. It's like saying, look, I'm not going to be happy until you shape up, until you give me a raise, until you show me respect, or until you sell me my dream home, which you presently have the audacity to call your own. Horror of horrors. This is when we totally give away our power. And I am going to pause there. Seems to be quite the uh, string of cliffhangers that we find ourselves engaged in. Tomorrow we will come back with playing the Matrix. So I highly encourage you to get the book so you have this for visual reference. Um, the Matrix that he's talking about is this interesting little diagram with so much stuff in it. It takes all those pages I just read to you to kind of quasi-understand where he's coming from. 
it's really neat. You could probably fit it on just a standard, um, standard notepad paper and write it out. Really easy. So, alright, go ahead and get in a little wiggle and get a stretch. We're just going to do a real simple two minute brain break today. Because it is quite late for me. I have an early morning to get to. Let's just keep it nice and simple. Then tomorrow we'll come back with playing the Matrix. Again, I highly encourage you to get the book. So you can see some of this stuff for yourself, see his notes from the universe, and that kind of thing. So, alright. Go ahead and close your eyes. Take a nice deep breath in. And take another beautiful, luxurious deep breath in. And let it back out. And just let your awareness settle into the space. And as you listen to the sounds in the background, just let your focus gently rest on your breathing and being in this moment. And just luxuriate in this space and time that you get all to yourself. And breathe. And when you're ready, open your eyes. My apologies for getting this out late tonight, guys. I, um, I'm going to try and get them in much, much earlier than I have been, but i got to get this stuff packed, and I only have so much time to do it. So, thank you guys for being here. 
We'll do much more commentary going forward, but that was him describing his matrix. There wasn't really... Mm, there wasn't really too much input from me on that. It's his matrix. Him describing how he describes it. I've d kind of done my, that myself already in earlier podcasts, so we can go back and go find them. <laughs> go back and go listening. So... Alright guys, thank you guys for being here. I know I'm rambling on a little bit. I gotta get to bed. Thank you for being here. I genuinely appreciate you. I will see you guys tomorrow. This is the podcast Sassafras. Good night.